Hey, everybody, it's the Drag School Podcast. I'm Pastor Goodman, and joining me today is a brand new friend. This is Pastor Sunquist, who is a uh, pastor at uh, Faith Community Lutheran Church and School. Uh, it's, it's one of the, the biggest Lutheran schools in the country. Uh, you get to every day sit down with uh, a whole bunch of kids from all manner of walk of life. And, and so I'm really, really excited to, to get to talk to you a little bit. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm excited uh, to be talking with you. I really love this show, so I appreciate that. Thanks so much. I, uh, I appreciate you uh, saying so and uh, maybe bed, bending the truth just a little bit. Uh, we, we aim for the mediocre here, but uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to raise that up a little bit now that you're with us today. Um, I'm, I'm excited. So uh, since you get to talk to so many kids, I, I mean, the, the first thing I sort of said is, you know, what do you hear in the hallways? What, what, what's going on right now? And uh, you, you gave me a, just a heater right away. Um, one of the things that, that you told me kids are wrestling with is, is uh, the fear of, of not living up to success, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a huge problem. I mean, they, uh, in our school, it's, it's very much driven by success and, and the need to succeed. And so uh, there's kids who um, are driven by their parents, they're driven by the people around them, and sometimes, unfortunately, driven by the, their peers to say that you, you are when you succeed. And so, you know, the, we'll have kids that'll freak out if they get a low grade in one class saying, now I can't go to college. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean you can't go to college? And what they mean is they can't go to this college or this university that they've, they've selected for themselves, which is how they're going to get the right job, which is how they're going to be successful, which is how they're going to have meaning in this world. Or kids who will beat themselves up over sports or over um, dance or over music, or they'll just they'll drive themselves into a into a state because they need to succeed because that's the most important thing is uh, being successful. And some of that is put on them by their parents to say, you know, in order to, and some of that's put on them by their par their peers that say, well, if you want to. And so they're just beating themselves up. And it's just, it's pretty wild to see people who are young people and at a stage of life where I'm envious of them right. and they're um, pushing themselves um, way past where they need to be to enjoy what God has given them. You talk about this and it's not just sort of like, I've got my whole future riding on a math quiz, um, which is a terrifying place to be anyway. Um, yeah. But like you, you talked about it, not even just as sort of a current identity as are you enough, but it's a future one too. Like, it's not just that I'm not enough today, but I could never possibly be enough if I happen to, I don't know, not be perfect, which is, well, uh, uh, not a Christian thought. Like, I, I mean, we just sort of have to That's start true. with this, right? It, it's, it's in fact demonic. If this is sort of the standard and I know that I'm not capable of it and I know that I'm ruining all of my life, like we can stretch this out even further, which might not seem like a, a nice thing to do to a child who's already sort of fearing for their future, but like, let's carry it all the way forward then. So um, this, this thing then that we've got a, a word for it called sin. It, it goes against God's 10 commandments. Yeah. It's a measurement of not enough. And here by sinning, you're not only sort of falling short of your future, of, the, of your college, of your job, of your meaning of your life, but now you're condemned. You're going to hell where you will, there will be the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. And if this is all that there is, this law, then woe to me for I am lost. Like I, I would, I would pack it into you. You understand the kind of despair that that permeates this thing. It's just that uh, when you're in high school at this age, you've got something very concrete to sort of lay that on. Um, so, so if we are going to be then Christian, hopefully there's more than just the law, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's totally that's totally correct. Is they they hear the law so loud and they live in a in a system of law uh, that's either self created or put on them that they they can't hear the gospel. 
And so when you come in with the gospel, um, it usually sounds like complete nonsense, which is uh, which is to say, hey, it's okay. You, you, you failed that quiz. And you know what? It's not the end of your world. Tomorrow the sun's going to shine and, and you're going to have to wrestle with what does it mean that tomorrow um, the sun is going to shine? And, th and they usually go, well, what do you mean? I was like, you still have tomorrow. That was a mercy given to you by God. They go, wait, what? And they say, it was a mercy given to you by God because you are not the sum of what you do or do not do. Um, you are uh, who God says you are. Um, what I think it can be very powerful is um, we uh, we are not what we do, but instead we are who God says we are. We're not human doings, we're human beings, and and God has made you to be something in Christ, and that just blows their mind. It's like you've if it's, it's like you switched the entire script. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And this is this is an identity based in the gospel and not the law. The, the law says do this, but the gospel said it has already been done. And so it, it's a simple question then. Can that math test, it's not only that that math test can't prevent the sun from shining tomorrow, but it can't uncrucify Jesus. Like this is an important yeah, thing. Right. Like if, if you have somehow managed to fail a math test in such a profound way that it has gone back in time 2000 years and ripped Christ from the cross, we can be concerned together. But if he is still risen, if the sun will still come tomorrow, then you're right. Christianity isn't just a, a place where you can take your, your sins, your failures, but it's, it's a place where you can actually find an identity then as, as uh, well, Christian, as, as holy, as worthy of love. It's not then a place to gather uh, failure, but it's a place to gather failures. I, as a failure, can go here and find a new yeah. identity. You, as a failure, can go here too. And then we don't need to soft pedal it. Like, look, yeah, man, um, I know what an A is. You didn't get it. This is who you are in Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Yeah, yeah it's usually mind blowing for them where they say, okay, well, um, so I am not what I do, but I am who God says I am. And then the next logical place that they go is, well, what about my parents? Hmm. And this is where they spit back into the law hmm. and they say, well, you know, the Bible says that I'm supposed to obey my parents and my parents need me to do this. And so am I not like disobeying them? And, uh, and for that, I say, no, no, the commandment's right, but the commandment doesn't exist to save you. The the commandment exists to show you uh, that you're miserably trapped in this world full of, full of sin. Uh, you're not saved because you did the law correctly. You're saved because God made a promise to you, which he kept in Christ. And uh, and so I'm telling you, it's okay uh, to to have failed here. And that, you know, though your parents may may be disappointed for any number of reasons, you probably need to go back to the table of duties in the small catechism and take a look at what's being taught from, you know, Ephesians chapter six. You know, it's the parent's job not to exasperate the children. And so, I mean, that's like you can, I, and I tell them, I say, you remind your parents of that. You put them to Ephesians six verse four and you say, you know, hey, look at what the Bible says. I need you to, I need you to be with me in this. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's put on us as children um, to obey, which is the right thing to do, which is Ephesians 6, 1 uh, through 3 as well. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. So the law is not supposed to drive us to despair, but drive us to Christ, to the gospel. And That's if right. we're going to only meddle in the law, all of us are sinners. Your parents are sinners too. Your, your yep. parents who have exasperated you also need the same Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And asking your parents, why do you, 
why do you keep pushing on this with me? You know, I'm, I feel like I'm losing a sense of who I am. I'm, you know, I even forget that I'm a child of God and, and, and that hurts. So, so why do you keep on pushing on this? And that is a better conversation with your parents because then they're going to talk about, and typically when I talk, when I talk to a bunch of kids and prepping for meeting with you, um, what their parents are is really scared. Yeah. Is really scared. And they they want so much for their kids that they're they're losing, even the parents are losing their trust that God will take care of them. And so it becomes a moment where they can practice confession and absolution together as a family and say, you know, my fear has driven you to a place where you forgot your core identity, which is who has got who God has made you to be in baptism with connecting you to Christ. And then the child can actually pronounce an, an absolution to the parents that, you know, changes the whole situation. And then the kid can confess, you know, yeah, and, and, and by the way, I did fail that, you know, and, and it was because of any number of things. And the parent can say, you know what, uh, we stand forgiven and free before Christ. You know, I love you as my child. Um, and God has given you as a gift to me as his child first, even as you are my, my child as well. Does that make any sense? You're walking such a narrow road here. And I love it because it's it's profoundly honest. Like it, it, it's not just like, let's find a, a justification to explain this away. Let's find a way to talk about this where um, it, it actually, you know, sounds better than it is. But at the same time, um, you don't have to sort of put the worst construction on things. And, and this is what we do to ourselves. Like everybody's going to think I failed the test because I'm stupid or I didn't try. And um, yep. well, yep. maybe, maybe it's not the worst possible construction. And I, as a parent, I mean, I, I was convicted by the law and just the thing that you said, because I've got, I've got a 10 year old and an eight year old. I'm already terrified. I'm so scared that the world will, will rob from them their faith. I just want them to have friends and, and be successful and, and be happy and be shielded from so many of the things that hurt me. And, and I lean on them because I, I want that. And Lord have mercy on me a sinner. I, I, I need the same Jesus. And it's not because I am overbearing. It's because I'm scared. Um, it, there's a, there's a honesty in a confession of sin here, but at the same time, my identity is in Christ. So I get to, I get to be known by that. Yeah, that's right. You you are not a failure because you failed this test. Um, you know, you are you are God's child. You're my child, and I love you. And I'm I'm not going to define you based off of what you do or do not do. Um, there's a little exercise I like to do with them when they're in freakout mode because that happens. Freakout mode happens, and I call it the nines. And what the what the nines is is I ask them. I say, Is this going to matter in nine years? Is this going to matter? in nine months? Is this going to matter in nine weeks? Is this going to matter in nine hours? Is this going to matter in nine minutes? Is this going to matter in nine seconds? Um, and usually when we do the nines together, it's there, it's, it's, it's a way of kind of getting perspective and bringing you right back to this moment right here. I, what, what I'm trying to do with them is say, I need you right here. And then after we do the nines and I say, well, there is something that's always going to matter forever for all time is that God has loved you in Christ. Your identity is secure in him. You are his child. You are not the sum of your do's and don'ts. You are not your failures, but you are who God says you are, which is a beloved child in him. So there's this thing in uh, in Matthew where, where Jesus says, you know, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but store up your yeah. treasure in heaven. And, you know, there, I've always sort of wanted that to be a, a curse, 
because I'm a sinner. Um, and so like, you mean you're going to take away all my stuff? It's going to break. And maybe there's some stuff in this world that I want to break and just be gone. Like maybe there's a place where I want my failures to, to turn to rust and fall apart. And, yeah. and you're right. There's going to be something that, that continues after that. You, you, you put a perspective on that that I've never seen before, but it's, 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 it's actually a comfort now. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Uh, when I think of that section in Matthew, I think of also the parable of the rich young fool, you know, who yeah. who's doing well and he's and he's actually legitimately received so many blessings from God, and that those are blessings from God. And because of our human tendency to want to build temples to ourselves, yeah. what does he do? He tears down his barn and he builds a bigger one. And and Jesus actually calls the person a fool because uh, you know. Tonight. tonight your soul will be required of you um and so i think yeah moth and rust are going to destroy all this stuff i mean what was the answer was the answer to build a bigger temple to yourself no. and the answer was no the answer was to be content with what god has given you recognize it as a blessing and then whatever was an excess that is a blessing that god has given you to bless other people hmm. to actually give it away to not hold on to your stuff to where it gathers rust but to see it as an opportunity to share the blessings of God with other people. And, uh, and that's of course, all because the Holy Spirit's working us in us by the power of the gospel. Um, but yeah, it's what, what, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was going to go off on another thing, but I'll stop. Don't be here. Sorry. That's awesome. Tell you what, can, will you come back another time? Oh, I would be honored. Yeah. Yeah. God this is crazy. <laughs> you're, you're so generous. I really appreciate that. You're really a nice guy. Don't tell anyone. I'm trying to real hard to keep a reputation here. Oh, right. No, you're <laughs> thug, man. You're straight thug. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't know. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Whatever I am, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Uh, Pastor Sanchez, thanks so much for joining us today in the Drive School podcast. Cool. Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.